Welcome back to Leads to Scale, a podcast from Social Media Week. I am your host, Toby Daniels. So the first thing I'd like to do before we kick off this episode is thank everyone that has listened to the first few episodes of Leads to Scale. Uh, I also want to thank those that subscribed, rated, and reviewed. It means a huge amount. And we also appreciate all of the feedback you've provided. On this week's episode, we have Aaron Goldman, Chief Marketing Officer of 4C, a data science and media technology company that provides marketing effectiveness and efficiency for brands, agencies, and media companies like eBay, NBC, and Sony Pictures. Aaron is another one of our seasoned Social Media Week speakers and will be taking the stage again at our London conference this forthcoming November. Back in April at our New York conference, Aaron gave a talk and shared with our audiences how data can sometimes reveal surprising and counterintuitive insights and walked our audience through a number of ways to leverage these insights to better engage with their target audiences. If you're interested in learning more about that talk, his presentation is available to stream via smwinsider.com. And if you are not an SMW Insider member, you can sign up today using the code leads number two scale. This will save you 15% on an annual subscription. Okay, back to this week's episode. So during my conversation with Aaron, we talked about a number of things, including how 4C is connecting TV data to the digital ad buying experience, plus the potential symbiotic relationship between brands, social, and analytics companies. We also spent some time talking about their approach to B2B marketing, including how they think about account-based marketing, which is something that's come up a few times on this podcast and something that we will spend more time exploring in the future. Aaron really is a true pro in this business, and I'm grateful to have had the opportunity to sit down with him. I really hope you enjoy the conversation. On the podcast today, we have Aaron Goldman, the Chief Marketing Officer at 4C. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thanks, Toby. Good to be here. So um, we like to start off with a little bit of background on you. So uh, you know, who are you? What do you do? Uh, what's your role at 4C? And, and tell us a little bit more about the company. Sure. Yep. Um, as mentioned, I'm Aaron Goldman. I head up marketing for 4C. 4C is a data science and marketing technology company. Uh, we're based in Chicago. That's where I'm uh, located. And we operate uh, globally. We, are, we have a platform that's used by marketers to... Uh, ultimately find their most valuable audiences and then reach them across channels. So we're partnered with Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Snap and Pinterest, LinkedIn, uh, Apple News, NBC Universal uh, for linear television commercials, and our newest uh, partner is Amazon. And so across all those properties, you can use 4C for uh, insights, uh, activation, and analytics. And uh, I've been with the company for about three years. Uh, the company was founded in 2011, a fun uh, founding story that maybe we'll get to a little bit later. Uh, and then prior to 4C, let's see, I was at uh, Kenshu for uh, five years, uh, another large uh, enterprise marketing software company. Uh, before that, I was on my own for a couple of years. I had a business called Connectual. I wrote a book. Everything I know about marketing, I learned from Google, still relevant uh, today and available on Amazon. 
Uh, before that, I was with Resolution Media, so I helped start that agency, uh, which we ultimately folded into uh, the Omnicom Network uh, after an acquisition there in 2005. And then for about five years before that, I was working for one of the online, early online ad networks uh, called L90. Uh, we ended up buying DoubleClick's media division, rebranded to Max Online, uh, got acquired by uh, I, uh, Excite Network, and then by SGs, and then by IAC. So a lot of uh, early uh, .com uh, brands uh, names dropped there, but uh, fun ride about 20 years all told in marketing, media, and advertising. And uh, here we are today. It's, you know, it's funny. I've interviewed a number of people for the podcast who, uh, you know, who, whose careers have sort of spanned roughly two decades, which is, I think, just such a fascinating kind of period of time because, you know, you're talking about the kind of the 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 sort of the the, the late sort of stage of the uh, early phase of the Internet, right? So late 90s, early 2000s. Obviously, that was a fascinating time. You know, fa fast forward to kind of like the mid 2000s, and you're talking about like the advent of social media, smartphone technologies, etc. And then fast forward again to kind of where we are today. You know, living in the Trump era, where like social media is like perceived as this kind of like negative force that's like impacting our lives in really terrible ways. But what 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 I've always enjoyed like um, uh, asking people who have been through all of those different transitions is like, you know, what, what has stood out for you during that, that period, but both personally and also professionally, like what have been like the, the big milestones that, that, that you remember and that have like really shaped, um, you know, your career over that time frame? Yeah, well, and I think, um, you know, the, the, the name of the podcast, right, Leads to Scale is, is apropos, because I think that's kind of the common denominator between the haves and the have-nots and, and what was, uh, you know, businesses, Lots of businesses have been created. The internet, of course, was you know this this massive boon where you could uh, um, go from idea to execution and 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 have an audience really quickly. Um, and so you saw you know a quick pop. Lots of companies had sort of early success. Uh, you know could catch viral fire. Uh, but to turn that into a, a long term sustainable business model is where the wheat was separated from the chaff and the. Uh, companies that I was with that, that did well, that the, the strategies that I would focus on would be how can you get, you know, beyond that initial sort of um, um, growth phase into long-term scale. And that's what I've really come to appreciate. You know, you talk about how the role of social media in today's world, I mean, that just goes to show you the power and the scale that's been created by companies like, uh, you know, Facebook mm -hmm. and the business models that you can build off the backs of other platforms that have scaled are oftentimes, you know, those second, third movers or those, you know, second and third uh, degrees of, of, of value that get built onto other scale platforms create some, some of the best opportunities uh, for, for people to, to uh, ultimately succeed in, in the space. Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's, you know, um, let's go back to 4C for a second. And, and I want to sort of frame this part of the conversation a little bit by sort of, you know, talking or, or lifting the hood a little bit on 4C's business, its technology, the, the product and platform and the, and the services that you provide your clients. So, so first, like, you know, let, let's, let's, you know, let's look at like, you know, the engine that's under the hood, like walk us through the product and how your customers are using it. Sure. Um, so, so we like to talk about 4C as, as being a platform that helps marketers market the way consumers consume, which, of course, in today's world is, you know, seamlessly across channels, across screens, different formats. Uh, and what we help uh, advertisers and, and their agencies do is identify the uh, key people in the right moments where the brand would be welcome 
uh, to present itself and, and add value to what that consumer is doing. So under the hood, what you have is, uh, it starts with the 4C Insights Affinity Graph, which is uh, essentially billions of data points that we've mapped across um, social media, across uh, television viewership, across uh, ad, ad occurrence, across competitor and brand insights, um, and ultimately uh, map to people, um, devices, and channels. And so with that graph, you're able to go beyond. I mean, we, we, we of course, we've had the um, social graph, right, which, which started a lot of this, then came kind of the device graph, which is, okay, is this the same person on this phone, this tablet, this computer, this TV? The affinity graph goes one step further to what do these people actually uh, care about and what's going to be meaningful to them at a particular moment. Um, and so by putting all those data points together, then you can um, do a number of different things from one, just getting some good consumer insights. Uh, if you're trying to really get in the heads of, of your customers and, and what's going to motivate them, you can use some of this data just to uh, unearth some of that and, and develop some strategies. The second application, of course, is actually delivering the, uh, the, the ads um, through some of the channels we talked about earlier and, and ideally doing it at moments when they're going to be most receptive. And then the third is just analytics. So after I, I ran a marketing campaign, what happened? Did people engage with my brand? Did they buy something? Uh, and how do I attribute value to all the different uh, touch points? And, you know, the, the seeds for the, the technology, so, so our uh, company was founded by Dr. Lok Chowdhury out of Northwestern University, and he had done, you know, um, 30 years of computational science, uh, modeling astrophysics, really just using, you know, big data before we really had that catchphrase, um, and found ways to essentially use uh, large sets of data to make predictions about the future. And so he was doing government projects for everything from, you know, um, looking at disease epidemics to uh, weather patterns, and being able to take some of that same science and apply it to marketing now that we have, you know, this, this you know, if it was big data back then, it's massive <laughs> data uh, at this point, uh, really helps, you know, bring, um, bring more rigor to what we do and eliminate a lot of the guesswork. This episode of Leads to Scale is brought to you by Social Media Week London. Taking place November 14th to the 16th at the Queen Elizabeth Conference Centre in Westminster, SMW London will feature over 60 talks, workshops and roundtable discussions, including a headline presentation from Facebook's Ian Edwards, who will speak on the topic of community, opportunity and responsibility. In addition to Facebook, SMW London has also confirmed leading thinkers from Reddit, BBC Radio, Social Chain, Fleischmann Hillard, BBH, 4C, Hearst, National Geographic, and many more. Listeners to this podcast can attend Social Media Week London uh, by registering at socialmediaweek.org forward slash London forward slash attend. Use offer code leads number two scale at the checkout for an extra 15% off the current ticket price. That's leads number two scale to save 15% off your pass. Thanks, and now let's get back to the show. So um, it, it, it's, a, it's an incredibly crowded space that you operate in. Uh, and you know, we, we talk to a number of people uh, in the data analytics space. Um, and, and when we have those conversations, sometimes it sort of feels like you know, everybody is describing themselves in very similar ways in terms of their value proposition, in terms of, you know, um, in terms of the, the types of products and services that they're providing their clients. 
Um, 4C, however, does strike me as being differentiated on a few different levels. I mean, one of the areas that I think has been very interesting to um, observe as you as you have evolved and developed uh, as a business and your offering is the the bridge that you're trying to create between TV and digital, um, and in particular the the connection between TV uh, data and and digital online social media data. Can you can you talk a little bit about that F- first? You know. How, how do you see yourselves differentiated? And then talk a little bit about the TV to digital kind of bridge that you're building. Yeah, um, well, I, I, from our standpoint, um, what we're operating on is a fundamental shift in consumer behavior that, that you know, you and, and our listeners out there can probably all just contextualize with your, with your own behavior. You're sitting on the couch and you're watching television. You likely have a, another device in your hands and your attention is split between screens and or if you are you know really locked in uh, you know to what's on the big screen it chances are that uh, you are watching it in, a, in an environment where uh, it's ad you, you can either it's not ad supported so there are no commercials at all or potentially you can fast forward through the commercials and so with all these changes in the way we consume this this long-form content um, it's required changes on, on the marketing side for how we think about it. It used to just be by tonnage. You know, if I was a large CPG marketer uh, and I, you know, I, for, for the last 50 years up until the turn of the century, I knew if I just ran X amount of spots, uh, I would sell Y amount of laundry detergent. Um, and that's a, we don't have those captive audiences. And by the way, it was really easy to do that. There were just a few major networks that I had to be on. Sure, it was expensive, but it wasn't very hard to execute. Now, fast forward to where we are today and the reach to assemble that same kind of reach and drive those same volume of, of products flying off the shelves, you got to work a lot harder and you got to be in a lot of different places. And so then back to how we differentiate and how we solve for that, um, it's one part about bringing the insights together and understanding, okay, what people are interested in. And that is based on what they're doing on social media and what they're watching uh, on television. But then it's being able to go quickly from that understanding to the delivery of the message. So we're pioneering uh, this new space called advanced TV, uh, which we're careful Mm -hmm. not to call programmatic TV because programmatic means something very different in the television world than it means in the digital world. Um, And it's uh, really all about using uh, data to uh, be smarter about uh, your your placements on uh, television. But we also have, we acquired a company called Teletrax in 2015 uh, that's based uh, in the Netherlands. It's a spinoff of Philips Electronics. And uh, it's a, a, basically a network, a global network that monitors TV stations. So we see 2,100 channels in 76 different countries. And we can detect within a few seconds what's on air. So what program is playing or what commercial is playing. And we can use that to sync ads uh, through a second screen experience. So we can deliver an ad on Facebook, on Instagram, on Snap, on Pinterest, uh, within seconds of um, something airing on television. And we can create that kind of surround sound experience. And so that's the way that uh, we can really help marketers turn what's become a challenge of fragmented media attention into an opportunity. So one of the uh, biggest shifts that's happened in, in fairly recent years has been the social media platforms commanding audiences that way exceed television. But of course, the the, the lag has been television 
um, advertising budgets are still considerably larger than um, digital um, advertising budgets. And, and obviously, you know, the, the transition or the shift will, will eventually or inevitably happen. But but TV, of course, when, when you're thinking about if you're a platform company, right, and you're looking to take a bite out of, of, of the advertising budget, TV is, is the next and potentially last frontier. Um, and what you're doing, it seems to me, in terms of the the you know building building this bridge and and thinking about um, TV data and how to connect TV data to the to the advertising buying the, the digital advertising buying experience is obviously going to really help that that transition happen more quickly. Can, can you speak to that a little bit more um, from a sort of an industry trends trends standpoint? And can you perhaps even sort of either share some some current examples or, or even make some kind of future predictions in terms of um, how this is going to actually impact our industry in the future? Yeah, I th well, I, I think one just quick clarification I would say is that I don't necessarily think what we're doing or, or these industry trends are um, accelerating the shift of television budgets to uh, digital uh, advertising channels. In some ways, it's actually helping protect those television budgets by making them work harder and, uh, you know, doing planning, uh, whether it's, for, you know, you might still be buying TV uh, in an upfront type of scenario, but the mix of uh, networks and, and programs that you assemble for your plan are now being driven by data as opposed to in the past, well, maybe they were yeah. still driven by data, but data back then meant like a focus group. <laughs> uh, now right. it means, you know, billions of data points. So in a lot of ways, um, we're actually making uh, TV more relevant than it has been. That being said, there is still a fundamental shift in, in the way people are consuming television. And if some of the eyeballs are moving away, then yet uh, the budgets are going to move to follow them. And that's why I think you see a, a sort of a massive land grab right now between the big digital players for things like, sports broadcasting rights, and just the creation of, of premium original content. Uh, you, of course, have, um, you know, Amazon and, and Netflix. Um, but, in, in of course, you also have the, um, the traditional television player uh, folks who, you know, whether they've, it's the ones who come together with Hulu uh, or each of the individual uh, networks have their own uh, properties where they're um, delivering, whether it's through an app or, or some other online experience, a way to get their content. And then, of course, you have Facebook with Watch. You have IGTV, you have Snap, uh, you know, all uh, in Twitter, of course, too, is, is out there uh, either um, broadcasting live or, or um, wooing over producers to, uh, and actors to develop content for their platforms. And I do think that's mm -hmm. all about trying to, to capitalize on these shifting eyeballs and, and give them a place to spend more lean back time. Um, mm -hmm. That's where, you know, the, the domain of television has always been so strong as, you know, it's a, it's, it used to be a very captive audience that had, you know, a good 30 minutes at least to spend with you. And of course, social media has been more prone to, you know, three minutes or three second <laughs> bursts of attention. And so now it's trying right. to, to go upstream a little bit and find a way to keep people engaged with their platform for longer periods of time. And, and I think we're still at the very early stages of, of how this all plays out. Um, but certainly there's, you know, billions of dollars at stake. So I want to I want to kind of dig in even more if if I may. So t take you know one of your sort of fairly recent customers, NBC Universal, right? So you're now enabling them to um, to um, sell TV ads through your platform to brands like Target. Um, 
rather than sort of de describing really how that works, what I'm interested in is 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 that is there a, a symbiotic relationship that either does exist or may exist in the future between NBC for well NBC and and Facebook, let's say for example, um, and and then for C or, or or are you sort of disintermediating, providing a way for NBC to protect? Uh, the, the advertising revenue and, and, and keep it away from the platforms so that they can still provide the level of data and insight uh, and, and analytics that, that a brand like Target presumably would be looking to demand? Yeah, good question. Um, I, I think in the short term, it's the latter, which is more about helping disintermediate and, and helping um, bring you know the same levels of, of targeting and measurement that advertisers and brands have come to rely on through digital formats uh, through to, to television. But um, I do think longer term it becomes more of a blend. Um, maybe not between NBCU and Facebook, but you know certainly NBCU has um, uh, they're a large investor in Snap and, and have collaborated with them on a number of different programming opportunities. During the Olympics, there was sort of you know the second screening sort of built in to the experience. Um, and so I, I do think over time, it becomes, we'll see more of these deals start to play out because all, all these guys realize they, they, they don't own the audience, uh, certainly not like they used to. And you can't come in uh, with that kind of attitude where, you know, that uh, these eyeballs are my eyeballs and they're not going anywhere else. You have to find ways and, and do that through partnerships and other, other means to be able to let people consume the content wherever they're comfortable, especially as it goes down to the younger generation um, that is growing up with very different habits and, and you know, may forget cord cutting, they probably never had a cord to begin with. Um, and so when, when we look back and, and, and we think about how this plays out and, and what the role of someone like a 4C is, it's ultimately about being able to provide uh, a look across the different channels. So you've identified who you wanna reach, uh, maybe you've done your calcs and you know exactly the level of reach and frequency uh, that is going to be optimal for you to hit your goals. We want to enable that across all the formats. And so whether it's, you know, uh, uh, any of the partners that, that I've mentioned that's going to deliver on those end objectives, uh, we want to make that a very seamless experience. And I think, um, you know, by opening themselves up to buying through a platform like ours, NBCU is making a bet to say, hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to stand up pretty well in your console and, and advertisers are going to be happy with the results they get when they're buying us alongside what they're buying on Facebook. Got it. So let's um, sort of switch to, um, uh, uh, to to talk about, you know, how you're sort of scaling 4C as a business, um, which presumably, uh, you know, very much falls under your remit of responsibility. Um so you know, you and I have known each other for a number of years now. Um, we are we are you know obviously very um, uh, uh, proud to partner with you and, and support you in your efforts to to grow the four C business um, from an industry marketing standpoint. But you know, our listeners are, are not only interested in learning about your know, four C product and the service and, and the capabilities that you provide to your customers, but they're also interested to learn about you know how you how you're growing the business, right? How you're acquiring new customers. I mean, you've inked a number of like super important deals recently. Um, you know, you, you're, you're working with uh, either at the partnership level or the client level with, you know, massive brands and, and media companies as, as well as being deeply integrated into all of the major platforms. But but just describe like, you know, how you think about um, the B2B marketing of, of your role and, and, and your responsibilities. 
Yeah, I mean, our approach is really anchored in account-based marketing, which is this new sort of um, emerging uh, um, strategic approach within B2B marketing that essentially uh, takes a it takes a, a, a each company that that you're targeting as a business and treats them like an entire industry. So rather than creating plans and executing uh, tactics that are designed to um, reach a wide swath of people or a certain uh, persona, a certain decision maker type, instead uh, it's focused on the individuals at the, the companies that, that we're focused on. Uh, because 4C, it's, it's enterprise software and um, it's built for people who are operating and, and spending large amounts of money on advertising across some of the channels we've talked about, uh, we don't we don't serve the the SMB segment. So our universe of potential customers is relatively small. There's probably less than 2,000 companies in the world that are really a good fit who can unlock all the value from from what 4C has. So that's not too large a list. In fact, we know each we have a list of all those 2,000 companies. So it's not like we're marketing to faceless, nameless people, and we're just trying to you know uh, lay out a net and, and and bring them in through typical funnel strategies. We know who these people are, but because they are some of the largest companies in the world, it can be incredibly difficult to, to break through. These companies have people pitching them all the time. So what we're thinking about is at the account level, what do we have to do? We're building uh, plans one by one as we go down that list of 2,000 to say, how can we reach these folks? And in, at the end of the day, it does come out to be some of the same tactics, certainly things like uh, de uh, developing content and sponsoring events. Uh, these types of things still um, play out, but but the the ones we pick, uh, the events we pick, the topics that we choose to focus on for our content are are picked because we know that they're going to reach one of our named accounts. And so that's right. the, the slight nuance here, and that's the difference about how we're thinking about trying to drive growth and scale. Yeah, it's interesting, and I've had this conversation a few times now, and I certainly spend a bunch of time with our partners, like urging them to kind of think along these types of lines because. You know, especially from sort of an industry conference standpoint, no one wants to hear from Aaron or foresee if all he's going to do is get on stage and like pitch his business and talk about how great, um, how great you are. Um, and and I've always appreciated your approach to you know, um, uh, you know, to the to the content that you you know put together for our conferences because it it just it just resonates, right? It creates value. It's, it's thought leadership led. It's about providing insight. Um, and it's about giving some, you know, our attendees, our audience, something like really valuable to walk away with. Um, you know, to, to, to what extent, um, you know, has that sort of benefited you across the board into, you know, how you've been sort of engaging at this like account level? Um, and can you maybe even sort of share some specific success stories? Uh, and of course, they don't have to necessarily be related to social media week, of course. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I would say that when we've mapped out each of the accounts that we're focused on and tried to find the apertures where we can we can reach them, um, it, there's a heavy over-index for social media. That's why we continue to uh, come back uh, each time you, you, you hold the event. Uh, we, we used to do tons of events. We used to do like 50 events a year. We've cut down back to closer to, to 10, and it's the ones that, that um, have the audiences that we want to reach. I mean, the same way that our customers use us to reach their audiences. We're thinking the same way. And I know that I, I'm going to be able to find the right folks uh, in and around uh, the social media week events. The point that, that you brought up, though, is, is really key. So when you do have that opportunity, whether it's on stage or at a booth or in the hallway, to speak and engage uh, with, with some of these folks, you, you can't lead with the, the sales pitch. It's not about, you know, they don't want it. 
like most people, they want to talk about themselves. Uh, mm -hmm. And so drawing that out, and, and that's where we're blessed, of course, to have a lot of great data and information. So I can, I can come in to, uh, you know, uh, a company like a Target and say, Hey, look, this is what we know about you, your brand, your customers. What problems are you trying to solve? Let us see if our, we can help you answer that with some of our data. It's not like, hey, let me tell you about this great platform and give you a demo. And the same thing would translate all the way up to on stage where you might be talking to hundreds or, or, or thousands of, of different people uh, by focusing on uh, best practices, by focusing on insights, industry trends, benchmarks that they can all take back. You're going to position yourself very well for when the time is right uh, to, to have a conversation about the product. But if you lead with product, it's in, uh, you know, just like the people on the couch uh, who are either going to skip or fast forward through your ad, that's what's going to happen. They're going to pull out their laptops and phones and go back to what they were doing. 100%. Um, I know you're tight on time, so I, I'm just going to sort of ask one more question, um, which is sort of more of a trend sort of focused question, and, and then obviously we can wrap up. So, um, you know, I'm always looking at industry trends, uh, both in, in regards to kind of, you know, their impact on, on the business today and, and, and how uh, they may impact the business in that industry you know, going forward into the future. Um, what, what are one or, or two of the, the most interesting um, trends that, that you are individually or, or as, at an organization level looking at today that you think is going to have a profound impact on, on how they may shape um, our industry in, say, two to three years? Yeah. Uh, I'll give you the glass half full and, and the glass half empty, uh, one for each uh, part of the class. You, you, know, um, you know what we're, we're, what we're calling this at the moment is a, a way of framing the sort of the positive and negative or the half full, half, half empty is, are, are, you, are you utopian or dystopian in your general view of the future? But anyway, okay. <laughs> let's get back to it. Yeah, I would, I would say overall I'm utopian, but, but within uh, the utopia that we're moving towards, uh, I see one uh, dystopian uh, challenge, and that is uh, what's happening with uh, privacy right now and, and some of the regulations that are happening, certainly in Europe with GDPR, that's one example. Um, I, we're, we're keeping a close eye on that for a number of reasons, uh, certainly as it relates to how um, data can flow through our platform and how we can help uh, advertisers you know, build their audiences. Uh, we're, we have to stay constantly in full compliance with um, both the you know, the laws of, of local governments, but then, of course, also with the platforms themselves. You know, Facebook is changing things um, on a, a pretty regular basis right now. And so to the extent that more regulation um, comes, uh, then that, that'll certainly have an impact on the entire industry and our ability to do everything we've just talked about for the last 30 minutes, this, you know, precise level of, of you know, reaching people, the right people, right time, right message, that whole uh, paradigm, that whole, you know, marketing utopia falls apart if the data gets pulled out from under you. Um, now, I don't think that's gonna happen at large. There will be continued changes around the edges that we'll have to adjust for and create workarounds. But I think uh, too much of, of, of um, economic uh, growth is tied to the, the way that this is uh, operating, that, that anyone, any, any government, any, any company would just be cutting the knees out from under them if, if they pulled that away. Um, uh, as we look more towards utopia, one of the uh, positive trends that, that I'm really excited about is, is just what's happening with, with AI. Artificial intelligence is advancing at such a rate where, um, where we, we, can't, you know, we can't even um, think about what the future might hold. You know, I, I look back 
uh, AT&T uh, ran some fantastic commercials 15, 20 years ago where they were saying, you know, have you ever uh, tucked your baby in at night from a different city? You know, you will. Have you ever – all these examples of, of kind of what was possible. And at the time, it seemed like super base age sci-fi type of stuff. And, of course, now everyone's got FaceTime on their phone. And, and you know, I tucked my kids in uh, remotely uh, just last week. So um, – Thinking about now the, how that pace of change is accelerating and particularly how AI is, is becoming scaled. AI is no longer just for, you know, the nerds and, and, and the, you know, the tech companies to be able to, you know, build into their platforms. It's becoming uh, so mainstream. And I think over the next five, 10 years, we'll see even more uh, acceleration there where anybody can start to use it into whatever, uh, whatever they're building. And I think that becomes really powerful and ultimately helps um, automate lots of uh, pieces that today are, are quite manual and will ultimately get people better results. I could probably spend like another like 30 minutes just talking about sort of, you know, a, a utopian future driven by sort of advances in artificial intelligence. But unfortunately, we are uh, out of time. Um, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, for our listeners, uh, where can they find more information about you uh, online? And, and also, where do they go to find more info on 4C? Uh, yes, I am heavily uh, exposed on the socials. Uh, so you can find me on most social media platforms. On Twitter, I'm at Aaron Goldman. Uh, and 4C is at 4C Insights on Twitter and also at 4C, uh, well, 4CInsights.com is our website. Got it. Yes, websites. They're still around despite social media. <laughs> Aaron, thanks again. Appreciate it. Um, awesome talking to you as always. Thanks, mate. Likewise. This has been Leads to Scale, brought to you by Social Media Week. For more information on how to get involved with future events, visit socialmediaweek.org. If you have a moment, please rate, review, and subscribe to Leads to Scale wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening.